The Second Half of Act Three of A Doll's House by Henrik Ibsen Halmer What is this? Do you know what is in this letter? Nora Yes, I know. Let me go. Let me get out. Halmer Holding her back Where are you going? Nora Trying to get free You shan't save me, Torvald. Halmer Reeling True? Is this true that I read here? Horrible. No, no, it is impossible that it can be true. Nora. It is true. I have loved you above everything else in the world. Halmer. Oh, don't let us have any silly excuses. Nora, taking a step towards him. Torvald. Halmer. Miserable creature. What have you done? Nora. Let me go. You shall not suffer for my sake. You shall not take it upon yourself. Helmer, no tragic airs, please. Locks the hall door. Here you shall stay and give me an explanation. Do you understand what you have done? Answer me. Do you understand what you have done? Nora looks steadily at him and says with a growing look of coldness in her face. Yes, now I am beginning to understand thoroughly. Helmer, walking about the room. What a horrible awakening. All these eight years, she, who was my joy and pride, a hypocrite, a liar, worse, worse, a criminal, the unutterable ugliness of it all, for shame, for shame. Nora is silent and looks steadily at him. He stops in front of her. I ought to have suspected that something of the sort would happen. I ought to have foreseen it. All your father's want of principle, be silent. All your father's want of principle has come out in you. No religion, no morality, no sense of duty. How I am punished for having winked at what he did. I did it for your sake, and this is how you repay me. Nora. Yes, that's just it. Helmer. Now you have destroyed all my happiness. You have ruined all my future. It is horrible to think of. I am in the power of an unscrupulous man. He can do what he likes with me, ask anything he likes of me, give me any orders he pleases. I dare not refuse. And I must sink to such miserable depths because of a thoughtless woman. Nora, when I am out of the way, you will be free. Helmer, no fine speeches, please. Your father had always plenty of those ready, too. What good would it be to me if you were out of the way, as you say? Not the slightest. He can make the affair known everywhere, and if he does, I may be falsely suspected of having been a party to your criminal action. Very likely, people will think I was behind it all, that it was I who prompted you. And I have to thank you for all this, you, whom I have cherished during the whole of our married life. Do you understand now what it is you have done for me? Nora coldly and quietly. Yes. Halmer, it is so incredible that I can't take it in. But we must come to some understanding. Take off that shawl. Take it off, I tell you. I must try and appease him in some way or another. The matter must be hushed up at any cost. And as for you and me, it must appear as if everything between us were just as before, but naturally only in the eyes of the world. You will still remain in my house— that is a matter of course, but I shall not allow you to bring up the children, 
I dare not trust them to you. To think that I should be obliged to say so to one whom I have loved so dearly, and whom I still... No, that is all over. From this moment, happiness is not the question. All that concerns us is to save the remains, the fragments, the appearance. A ring is heard at the front door bell. Helmer, with a start. What is that? So late? Can the worst? Can he? Hide yourself, Nora. Say you are ill. Nora stands motionless. Helmer goes and unlocks the hall door. Maid, half-dressed, comes to the door. A letter for the mistress. Helmer, give it to me. Takes the letter and shuts the door. Yes, it is from him. You shall not have it. I will read it myself. Nora, yes, read it. Helmer, standing by the lamp. I scarcely have the courage to do it. It may mean ruin for both of us. No, I must know. Tears open the letter, runs his eye over a few lines, looks at a paper enclosed, and gives a shout of joy. Nora! She looks at him questioningly. Nora! No, I must read it once again. Yes, it is true. I am saved. Nora, I am saved. Nora. And I? Helmer. You too, of course. We are both saved, both you and I. Look, he sends your bond back. He says he regrets and repents that a happy change in his life. Never mind what he says. We are saved, Nora. No one can do anything to you. Oh, Nora. Nora. No. First I must destroy these hateful things. Let me see. Takes a look at the bond. No. No, I won't look at it. The whole thing shall be nothing but a bad dream to me. Tears up the bond and both letters, throws them all into the stove, and watches them burn. There, now it doesn't exist any longer. He says that since Christmas Eve you— These must have been three dreadful days for you, Nora. Nora, I have fought a hard fight these three days. Helmer, and suffered agonies, and seen no way out, but— No, we won't call any of the horrors to mind. We will only shout with joy and keep saying, It's all over. It's all over. Listen to me, Nora. You don't seem to realize that it is all over. What is this? Such a cold, set face. My poor little Nora, I quite understand. You don't feel as if you could believe that I have forgiven you. But it's true, Nora. I swear it. I have forgiven you everything. I know that what you did, you did out of love for me. Nora. That is true. Helmer. You have loved me as a wife ought to love her husband— only you had not sufficient knowledge to judge of the means you used. But do you suppose you are any the less dear to me because you don't understand how to act on your own responsibility? No, no, only lean on me. I will advise you and direct you. I should not be a man if this womanly helplessness did not just give you a double attractiveness in my eyes. You must not think any more about the hard things I said in my first moment of consternation when I thought everything was going to overwhelm me. I have forgiven you, Nora. I swear to you that I have forgiven you. Nora, thank you for your forgiveness. She goes out through the door to the right. Helmer, no, don't go, looks in. What are you doing in there? Nora, from within, taking off my fancy dress. Helmer, standing at the open door. Yes, do. 
Try and calm yourself, and make your mind easy again, my frightened little singing bird. Be at rest, and feel secure. I have broad wings to shelter you under. He walks up and down by the door. How warm and cozy our home is, Nora. Here is shelter for you. Here I will protect you like a hunted dove that I have saved from a hawk's claws. I will bring peace to your poor beating heart. It will come, little by little, Nora, believe me. Tomorrow morning you will look upon it all quite differently. Soon everything will be just as it was before. Very soon you won't need me to assure you that I have forgiven you. You will yourself feel the certainty that I have done so. Can you suppose I should ever think of such a thing as repudiating you, or even reproaching you? You have no idea what a true man's heart is like, Nora. There is something so indescribably sweet and satisfying to a man in the knowledge that he has forgiven his wife, forgiven her freely and with all his heart. It seems as if that had made her, as it were, doubly his own. He has given her a new life, so to speak, and she has in a way become both wife and child to him. So you shall be for me after this, my little scared, helpless darling. Have no anxiety about anything, Nora. Only be frank and open with me, and I will serve as will and conscience both to you. What is this? Not gone to bed? Have you changed your things? Nora, in everyday dress. Yes, Torvald. I changed my things now. Helmer. But what for? So late as this? Nora. I shall not sleep tonight. Helmer. But my dear Nora. Nora. Looking at her watch. It is not so very late. Sit down here, Torvald. You and I have much to say to one another. She sits down at one side of the table. Helmer. Nora. What is this? This cold, set face. Nora. Sit down. It will take some time. I have a lot to talk over with you. Helmer. Sits down at the opposite side of the table. You alarm me, Nora, and I don't understand you. Nora. No, that is just it. You don't understand me, and I have never understood you either, before tonight. No, you mustn't interrupt me. You must simply listen to what I say. Torvald, this is a settling of accounts. Helmer. What do you mean by that? Nora, after a short silence. Isn't there one thing that strikes you as strange in our sitting here like this? Helmer, what is that? Nora, we have been married now eight years. Does it not occur to you that this is the first time we two, you and I, husband and wife, have had a serious conversation? Helmer, what do you mean by serious? Nora, in all these eight years, longer than that, from the very beginning of our acquaintance, we have never exchanged a word on any serious subject. Helmer, was it likely that I would be continually and forever telling you about worries that you could not help me to bear? Nora, I am not speaking about business matters. I say that we have never sat down in earnest together to try and get at the bottom of anything. Helmer, but dearest Nora, would it have been any good to you? Nora, that is just it. You have never understood me. I've been greatly wronged, Torvald. First by Papa, 
and then by you. Helmer. What? By us too? By us too, who have loved you better than anyone else in the world? Nora, shaking her head. You have never loved me. You have only thought it pleasant to be in love with me. Helmer. Nora, what do I hear you saying? Nora. It is perfectly true, Torvald. When I was at home with Papa, he told me his opinion about everything, and so I had the same opinions. And if I differed from him, I concealed the fact, because he would not have liked it. He called me his doll child, and he played with me just as I used to play with my dolls. And when I came to live with you, Helmer, what sort of an expression is that to use about our marriage? Nora, undisturbed. I mean that I was simply transferred from Papa's hands into yours. You arranged everything according to your own taste, and so I got the same tastes as you. Or else I pretended to. I'm really not quite sure which. I think sometimes the one and sometimes the other. When I look back on it, it seems to me as if I had been living here like a poor woman, just from hand to mouth. I have existed merely to perform tricks for you, Torvald. But you would have it so. You and Papa have committed a great sin against me. It is your fault that I have made nothing of my life. Helmer, how unreasonable and how ungrateful you are, Nora. Have you not been happy here? Nora, no, I have never been happy. I thought I was, but it has never really been so. Helmer, not, not happy. Nora, no. Only Mary. And you have always been so kind to me. But our home has been nothing but a playroom. I've been your doll wife, just as at home I was Papa's doll child. And here the children have been my dolls. I thought it great fun when you played with me, just as they thought it great fun when I played with them. That is what our marriage has been, Torvald. Helmer. There is some truth in what you say, exaggerated and strained as your view of it is, but for the future it shall be different. Playtime shall be over, and lesson time shall begin. Nora. Whose lessons? Mine or the children's? Helmer. Both yours and the children's, my darling Nora. Nora. Alas, Torvald, you are not the man to educate me into being a proper wife for you. Helmer. And you can say that. Nora. And I. How am I fitted to bring up the children? Helmer. Nora! Nora. Didn't you say so yourself a little while ago, that you dare not trust me to bring them up? Helmer. In a moment of anger, why did you pay any heed to that? Nora. Indeed, you were perfectly right. I am not fit for the task. There's another task I must undertake first. I must try and educate myself. You are not the man to help me in that. I must do that for myself. And that is why I am going to leave you now. Helmer, springing up. What do you say? Nora. I must stand quite alone, if I am to understand myself and everything about me. It is for that reason that I cannot remain with you any longer. Helmer. Nora! Nora! Nora. I am going away from here, now, at once. I am sure Christine will take me in for the night. Helmer. You are out of your mind. I won't allow it. I forbid you. Nora. It is no use forbidding me anything any longer. I will take with me what belongs to myself, 
I will take nothing from you, either now or later. Helmer. What sort of madness is this? Nora. Tomorrow I shall go home. I mean, to my old home. It will be easiest for me to find something to do there. Helmer. You blind, foolish woman. Nora. I must try and get some sense, Torvald. Helmer. To desert your home, your husband, and your children, and you don't consider what people will say? Nora. I cannot consider that at all. I only know that it is necessary for me. Helmer. It's shocking. This is how you would neglect your most sacred duties. Nora. What do you consider my most sacred duties? Helmer. Do I need to tell you that? Are they not your duties to your husband and your children? Nora. I have other duties just as sacred. Helmer. That you have not. What duties could those be? Nora. Duties to myself. Helmer. Before all else, you are a wife and mother. Nora. I don't believe that any longer. I believe that before all else, I am a reasonable human being, just as you are. Or, at all events, that I must try and become one. I know quite well, Torvald, that most people would think you right, and that views of that kind are to be found in books. But I can no longer content myself with what most people say, or with what is found in books. I must think over things for myself and get to understand them. Helmer, can you not understand your place in your own home? Have you not a reliable guide in such matters as that? Have you no religion? Nora, I'm afraid, Torvald, I do not exactly know what religion is. Helmer, what are you saying? Nora, I know nothing but what the clergyman said when I went to be confirmed— he told us that religion was this and that and the other. When I'm away from all this, and am alone, I will look into that matter too. I will see if what the clergyman said is true, or at all events if it's true for me. Helmer. This is unheard of in a girl of your age. But if religion cannot lead you aright, let me try and awaken your conscience. I suppose you have some moral sense? Or answer me. Am I to think you have none? Nora. I assure you, Torvald, that is not an easy question to answer. I really don't know. The thing perplexes me altogether. I only know that you and I look at it in quite a different light. I am learning, too, that the law is quite another thing from what I supposed. But I find it impossible to convince myself that the law is right. According to it, a woman has no right to spare her old dying father or to save her husband's life can't believe that. Helmer, you talk like a child. You don't understand the conditions of the world in which you live. Nora, no, I don't. But now I am going to try. I'm going to see if I can make out who is right, the world or I. Helmer, you are ill, Nora. You are delirious. I almost think you're out of your mind. Nora, I have never felt my mind so clear and certain as tonight. Helmer, and is it with a clear and certain mind that you forsake your husband and your children? Nora, yes, it is. Helmer, then there is only one possible explanation. Nora, what is that? Helmer, you do not love me anymore. Nora, no, that is just it. 
Helmer. Nora, and you can say that. Nora. It gives me great pain, Torvald, for you have always been so kind to me, but I cannot help it. I do not love you any more. Helmer, regaining his composure. Is that a clear and certain conviction, too? Nora. Yes, absolutely clear and certain. That is the reason why I will not stay here any longer. Helmer. And can you tell me what I have done to forfeit your love? Nora. Yes, indeed, I can. It was tonight, when the wonderful thing did not happen. Then I saw you were not the man I thought you were. Helmer. Explain yourself better. I don't understand you. Nora. I have waited so patiently for eight years. For goodness knows, I knew very well that wonderful things don't happen every day. Then this horrible misfortune came upon me, and then I felt quite certain that the wonderful thing was going to happen at last. When Krogstad's letter was lying out there, never for a moment did I imagine that you would consent to accept this man's conditions. I was so absolutely certain that you would say to him, Publish the thing to the whole world. And when that was done, Helmer, Yes, what then? When I had exposed my wife to shame and disgrace, Nora, When that was done, I was so absolutely certain you would come forward and take everything upon yourself and say, I am the guilty one. Helmer, Nora, Nora, you mean that I would never have accepted such a sacrifice on your part? No, of course not. What would my assurances have been worth against yours? That was the wonderful thing which I hoped for and feared, and it was to prevent that that I wanted to kill myself. Helmer, I would gladly work night and day for you, Nora, bear sorrow and want for your sake, but no man would sacrifice his honor for the one he loves. Nora, it is a thing hundreds of thousands of women have done. Helmer, oh, you think and talk like a heedless child. Nora, maybe, but you neither think nor talk like the man I could bind myself to. As soon as your fear was over, and it was not fear for what threatened me, but for what might happen to you, when the whole thing was past, as far as you were concerned, it was exactly as if nothing at all had happened. Exactly as before, I was your little skylark, your doll, which you would in future treat with doubly gentle care, because it was so brittle and fragile. Getting up. Torvald. It was then it dawned upon me that for eight years I had been living here with a strange man, and had borne him three children. Oh, I can't bear to think of it. I could tear myself into little bits. Helmer, sadly. I see. I see. An abyss has opened up between us. There's no denying it. But Nora, would it not be possible to fill it up? Nora, as I am now, I am no wife for you. Helmer, I have it in me to become a different man. Nora, perhaps, if your doll is taken away from you. Helmer, but to part, to part from you. No, no, Nora, I can't understand that idea. Nora, going out to the right. That makes it all the more certain that it must be done. She comes back with her cloak and hat and a small bag, which she puts on a chair by the table. Helmer. Nora, Nora, not now. Wait until tomorrow. 
Nora, putting on her cloak. I cannot spend the night in a strange man's room. Helmer. But can't we live here like brother and sister? Nora, putting on her hat. You know very well that would not last long. Puts the shawl round her. Goodbye, Torvald. I won't see the little ones. I know they are in better hands than mine. As I am now, I can be of no use to them. Helmer. But someday, Nora, someday. Nora. How can I tell? I have no idea what is going to become of me. Helmer. But you are my wife, whatever becomes of you. Nora. Listen, Torvald. I have heard that when a wife deserts her husband's house, as I am doing now, he is legally freed from all obligations towards her. In any case, I set you free from all your obligations. You are not to feel yourself bound in the slightest way, any more than I shall. There must be perfect freedom on both sides. See, here is your ring back. Give me mine. Helmer. That too. Nora. That too. Helmer. Here it is. Nora. That's right. Now it is all over. I have put the keys here. The maids know all about everything in the house, better than I do. Tomorrow, after I have left her, Christine will come here and pack up my things that I brought with me from home. I will have them sent after me. Helmer. All over. All over. Nora, shall you never think of me again? Nora. I know I shall often think of you, the children, and this house. Helmer. May I write to you, Nora? Nora. No, never. You must not do that. Helmer. But at least let me send you, Nora. Nothing. Nothing. Helmer. Let me help you if you are in want. Nora. No. I can receive nothing from a stranger. Helmer. Nora. Can I never be anything more than a stranger to you? Nora, taking her bag. Ah, Torvald. The most wonderful thing of all would have to happen. Helmer. Tell me what that would be. Nora. Both you and I would have to be so changed that... Oh, Torvald. I don't believe any longer in wonderful things happening. Helmer. But I will believe in it. Tell me. So changed that... Nora. That our life together would be a real wedlock. Goodbye. She goes out through the hall. Helmer sinks down on a chair at the door and buries his face in his hands. Nora. Nora. Looks round and rises. Empty. She's gone. A hope flashes across his mind. The most wonderful thing of all. The sound of a door shutting is heard from below.